Friday around here, so you know what that means for Chicago Bears Central. That means it's mailbag day. Most of this episode will be built around some of your guys' voicemails you guys sent in over the course of the last week. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about some of the key things that the Bears need to do if they want to get a win against the Denver Broncos. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, holding it down for C-Dub and Bobby. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, we're just going to talk about some of the key things that the Bears need to do to get a win against the Denver Broncos. And the first thing is, is run the football. Run the football, right? That is one of the best things that the Chicago Bears need to do in this game is lean heavily on Roshan Johnson, El Khalil Herbert, and the running ability of Justin Fields in this particular game to take advantage of the Denver Broncos lacking a rushing attack, right? That's it. Their run defense is pretty bad. And considering that we have the three-headed monster potentially with that running game, I want to see the Chicago Bears really double down on that and have a big night on the ground and even get creative using players like uh, Darnell Mooney and um, even DJ Moore in the running game a little bit, right? But I think that that is going to be a key. If we can take advantage of the of the Denver Broncos and their lack lackadaisical run defense, we can start opening some other things up for us down the field. But that is what we're going to have to do. Their secondary, pretty damn uh, talented. We have to take advantage of their run defense. And if we don't do that, it's going to be a long night for the Chicago Bears, especially if they're trying to move the ball in the air. You have to establish that run. You have to. And if you can't, it's going to be a long night. It's going to be an extremely long night. And overall as well, we have to have a better offensive game plan and defensive game plan for that for that matter, right? Because the wide receivers of the Denver Broncos are not going to make it easy on the Chicago Bears either. While the Denver Broncos have their own struggles, they're not a perfect team by any stretch of the imagination. They are a very human team. You do not want to allow uh, Sutton to go off on you at all, or Jerry for that matter, right? You have to come in, have to try to contain that. And so that's going to be a big thing as far as the scheme of that. Yes, we have tons of injuries in that secondary and tons of injuries that it's, it, it may be a little bit harder for the Bears to overcome and really come in and shut anything down. We haven't done that at all this season. But Jalen Johnson seems like he's going to probably be healthy uh, this game. We'll see what Tyreek Stevenson can bring as well. But listen, at the end of the day, we are going to have to show up and try to limit the, the, the passing attack by the Denver Broncos. And because of that as well, we got to try to get to Russell Wilson the best that we can. I don't know if we have the ability to. I don't know if this uh, this defensive line is going to be able to get to Russell Wilson, but we have to try to put pressure on in in the backfield on Wilson because we give him too much time to get comfortable with those wide receivers and the injuries we have to our secondary. It could definitely turn into a long night for the Chicago Bears. So let's hope that the Bears are really able to do those things, right? Now, some of that is relying heavily on a coaching staff, a coaching staff that I'm kind of just completely over at this point. And we have to see if the Bears can do that. If they can't, then it is what it is, right? It's going to be another loss. It's going to be another long night. And it's going to be another day of this team looking like absolute piss poor bottom of the bucket teams, right? This is the toilet bowl. And the Bears have to try to win this one. If they don't win this game, I don't know if the Bears' psyche or the, or the Bears' fan psyche is going to be able to recover from it. We can only take the, oh, there's so many games left, uh, response to bad losses for so long. This is a game where the Bears have to come in 
have to be prepared. They have to run the ball. They have to have a game plan to be able to attack, and it has to be more than just going up the middle with the run game as well. This Chicago Bears team has to get back to the things that made them, that they found success in. I can't say made them successful for a three-win team last season, but that they found success in last season, and that is running the ball. This week against the Denver Broncos, running the ball is one of the most important aspects of the game plan. If we do not execute that well, it's going to be another long night and another long uh, disappointing season for the Chicago Bears as well. But let me know your guys' thoughts on what are some of your keys for the game in this one. Of course, pass protection goes a big part into it. it always, you know, you have to be more creative for a team that has a really good secondary, but is susceptible to the run. You have to use that run to set up your pass game, but make them close in, bring more people in the box. We have to force them to adjust to us. We've been adjusting to other teams for far too long. We have to do that. We have to be a better coverage team on our defensive side as well. That means the linebackers are going to have to perform better. We're going to need to see that. If we don't, listen, I I really hope that they are prepared for how Petty Roosevelt is going to comfort them because it won't be Hayes on the postgame show. It will be Petty Roosevelt. But with that said, let's go ahead and get into the voicemails for today. This first one, this one's from Grego. What's up, Chicago Bears? It's your boy, Grego. Hey, listen, man, I'm actually listening to – Hey, you and Bobby um, on the uh, on the on the show this episode of it, and like y'all do, I was I wasn't even pissed. I couldn't even watch the whole game. I, I came back. Let me tell you how fucked up yesterday's game was. I felt like if I didn't watch the game, because I'm such a damn Bears fan, that maybe I can actually jinx them into doing better. That shit didn't work. So I, I actually watched uh, from when they brought in the second string quarterback for uh, Chiefs. Don't even know his damn name. But here we go. Let me try to put a, a very, some positive look at the game overall. First of all, execution aside, I mean, I'm sorry, results aside, I like the fact that Jeff Field was attempting to move the ball downfield. Yeah, we already know. We can keep talking about acknowledging about how fucked up the scheme is. The coordinator's fucked up. At this point in time, I'm just looking at Jeff Field as a quarterback. He was trying to go through his progression, and if I recall, I think he only got sacked once. He moved around, and he attempted to move the ball downfield. He attempted to uh, hit players. That's a lot better than what I saw personally out of him in game one and game two. So I, I'm going to take that progress. As far as Matt Eberflus, I said this earlier. If you guys remember early, I'm talking about before, uh, I'm going to say during OTA, and I referenced this about uh, they talk about just being changing his fucking footwork. I don't want to hear that shit. I never believed in Matt, uh, uh, even flus and fuck those coordinators. And you're right. Ryan Post is bringing his own people. Uh, we need to get somebody who understands how to build a team around a quarterback, no matter what the skill set is. Stop fucking trying, unless you draft your own quarterback for your scheme. You got what you got, and that takes an experienced coordinator. As far as defense, shit, we just need a, a, a high-end defensive coordinator who knows how to use personnel. That's it. I'm going to keep it short, man. Love you guys. Let me see. You got to keep your head up. Shot count always up and bear the fuck down. Peace. And I share your sentiments. I think that the, one of the things, yes, I'm, I'm down on other aspects of this team, but the coordinators and the head coach, to me, they all got to go. Everybody – complete clean house of the coaching staff. And I know that's not going to happen over the course of the season, but unless things drastically change, when you have a team that seems like they've given up, it, it, you, you got you got you, you to gotta get rid of the coaching staff. And that's unfortunately where this team sits. Matt Eberflus can say all the right things after 
every game that he wants to say. He can say all the raw, raw things and all that. And even then, like saying stuff like he doesn't feel like we're that far off and stuff like that. Where, where are you seeing? Because right now, us as Bears fans that watch this team night in and night out don't want to hear that bullshit. We don't want to hear anything. And Luke Getzey saying he believes that the offense is building something special. What the fuck are we building? Because I don't see nothing but us building anything but losses. That's the only thing we're stacking up right now is losses. We're building a case to have the worst team in the NFL this season and to have a number one overall pick for the second year in a row. That's what we're building. We ain't building shit special down here unless you look at it being special that you can outright win the first overall pick two years in a row. Is that special? I'm tired of it, right? I'm tired of the words from this coaching staff. I'm tired of seeming like they're detached and don't understand the seriousness of what they're doing right now. Like uh, Luke Getty saying this, the thing that jumped out uh, was a few of the details. We felt we had a few opportunities to create. There are probably seven or eight plays that we felt we should have been the explosive plays. It was just the lack of particular detail to a number of different situations that were different parts of it. And when you're playing a really good team like that, you can't let those opportunities slide by. And we did. Cool. Cool. What the fuck special are you on to then? You're sitting there saying that you're on to something special and you just said that they you lack taking advantage of the simplest opportunities. I'm over it. I'm tired of this coaching staff. I'm tired of the team in, in a lot of ways. But listen, right now, the biggest thing and in, in, in thorn in my side is the goddamn coach. That's my that. That's it. That's it. All right. I'm sorry. Let me get into the next voicemail. This one's from Barry, a.k.a. Nick. Hey, Bobby C. Dub. Hey, Barry here. So, fellas. I, I want everybody to fucking close their eyes and picture this for a minute. There's, there's two scenarios where things could work out, okay? And it's not with fucking Flus and company, because they fucking suck. Anytime you have a coach who, after getting their fucking assholes ringed, they come out there and say, oh, we did some, uh, we did some good things that we can build on, and it's the, it's the details that we gotta clean up without any fucking specificity. Actually, that's a nice word I pulled out of my ass about what those fucking details are, about how they're so close to being a great team. Listen, fellas, they're getting blown the fuck out. They got good players on this team. Poles has done his job. He's brought in raw talent. You look at how many fucking scrubs that the team started last year that are now fucking not playing in the NFL taking any real snaps. And you bring in fucking talent, and the talent's getting their asses blown out. And it's like, okay, this, this could only be coaching. You bring in better players, and you have less control of your locker room, they're getting their asses kicked even more. I keep talking about asses. I don't know why I keep doing that. But anyway, they're getting their ass kicked, and it, it can only be coaching. And anytime you have a fucking coach come out and say, we did some good things after you get your fucking asses blasted on, on fucking virtually prime time because of all the fucking white women that are watching Taylor Swift tuning in to watch that fucking ass beating, and they could have run up the fucking score, fellas. They took Mahomes out after the first drive in the second half. I mean... They could have gone for that 70-burger just to fuck with Miami. So they they were actually fucking very kind and, you know, played the backups. But anyway, fellas, there's a couple scenarios where things could work out for us in the, not this year, but next year. So scenario one, which is what I'm hoping for, is that Justin finds a way to rise from the ashes and he turns it around, okay? And if he does that, then we can't keep the fucking coaching staff around. And the odds are getting lower and lower. Unfortunately, I think he's like that kid from Game of Thrones where he's like, my name is Reek. He looks like a fucking shell of himself. Look at rookie year, Justin Fields. He always had a fucking smile. He had that, you know, high flat top haircut that everybody fucking liked. He looked like a happy kid out there who was fucking slinging it, and it looked fucking phenomenal. So best case scenario for this, this franchise and for us fans is that Fields finds a way to turn it around, right? He comes out, he starts slinging it, he's making his reads, he 
But the only way we could do that, fellas, is if that neuralizer thing from Men in Black is a real thing. And we come out and we flash Justin. We say, Justin, the last two years didn't happen except for we know that you can use your legs like a fucking superhero. Okay, but we, we neuralize him. You say, we, you've never heard of fucking Luke Getty. Um, you didn't get sacked nine times in your first NFL game. That shit didn't happen. Uh, you've been fucking winning. Once we get this kid's confidence back, then he can start fucking slinging it to DJ Moore and to Mooney and Komet. Hopefully, Claypool needs the same fucking neuralizer for the last year and a half, and, you know, then maybe we could turn it around. Then we got two first-round picks. You go out, you get fucking Marvin Harrison Jr., and then maybe you even trade away the other pick because they're both going to be fucking top three or whatever. And then you get, you know, stacked. You get Jared Verse from Florida State. You get a badass edge rusher. Okay, and then you still clean house with the coaching staff, and you bring in Jim Harbaugh. And then Jim Harbaugh is not a fucking yes man. If that guy loses... He's going to fucking let everybody know what happened, what went wrong. So, and then with McCaskey being involved, and he knows McCaskey because he played for Chicago. He was the best quarterback for a while. So I feel like he'll have a fucking connection to whoever the guy is. But he'll tell George McCaskey to go grab him a coffee and sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. That's what we really need, okay? So that's scenario one that I would love for to happen. Um, scenario two is that, okay, we got two first-round picks. They're both fucking 0-3. We'll look like we could have number <laughs> number one and two which would be fucking set up if that's the case. And then we get Caleb Williams or Drake May doesn't look half fucking bad. And uh, Jim Harbaugh is still the guy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's Jim Harbaugh or bust for me. Maybe Eric the Enemy, that's the other guy that I'm fucking intrigued by. But th there's real chance, fellas, that we could turn this thing around next season. Okay, I thought it was going to be this year. And hopefully this fucking coaching staff didn't ruin the talent. I mean, I, I like what I see out of Javon Dexter. It's just that, you know, people are talking about like, oh, Jalen Carter's looking like a fucking, you know, wrecking ball. And he is, right? But then I still like the Donnell Wright pick because I don't think that if Jalen Carter was in this defense, right, if he's fucking playing for Eberflus and he's 0-3, I think it's a little bit fucking bumpier of a road for that guy. I mean, he hasn't been a, a locker room problem yet for the Eagles, but that could turn around any fucking minute. Where you got Javon Dexter, and he's basically, so think of it this way. If Jalen Carter is a fucking uh, race car being driven by a professional, Javon Dexter is like a race car being driven by a kid on his learner's firm, right? So he needs a little more time, and then he'll be a fucking stud. Just give him time. So, so is this reason for optimism, but it ain't this year. But hopefully we can still take out the fucking positive and see where our building blocks are for the future. So, uh, till next time, Chicago up. Bad the fuck. I agree. Coaching is a huge issue. And coaching is, I won't, it's not the only issue, right? And I think that's what, you when you get into these conversations, people, they, we want to talk about it from, like, the standpoint that there's one only issue. There's not. There's several issues. But coaching is such an integral part. And I think sometimes, as fans, we can underrate how important coaching is, how important scheming is. Yes, you can have all the talent in the world, right? But if you don't have a coach to bring it all together and put the people in the right situations while you're still trying to groom and develop quarterbacks, it's going to be bad, and that's what we're seeing, an absolute shit show. The defensive execution, piss poor, right? The hints principle right now is the losing principle. It's not anything going on positive right now for the Chicago Bears in their scheming, in their preparing, and even seeing the body language of the players out there. It's so 
disappointing to see your team and the team looks as defeated as what this team has been three weeks into the season. This team looks like they've been through 16 games, at least 12 games already this season with how dis- how down on themselves they look. That is a sign of a team that's giving up and doesn't trust the, the coaching staff and to a smaller degree as well themselves. We're seeing players second guess, not just Justin Fields. I know everybody likes to go to that, but you're seeing people who have thrived in things over the course of their NFL career that just aren't doing that here. That's the scheme. That's the confidence. That's just all around the energy right now surrounding the Chicago Bears organization, and it's shitty. It's shitty from top to bottom, and it's it's really disgusting to see. It really is sad to see your team in this state and in this place, and it sucks, and it's going to continue to suck, right? But this team has to find a way to dig out and face some adversity. Use the adversity to your benefit, and if you can't do that, then we're just going to have the, one of the worst seasons that we've seen for the Chicago Bears because this team looks like absolute dookie. That's what it looks like, dookie. But all right, let's get into the next voicemail. Great voicemail from Barry there, but let's get into the next one from Dr. Uh, Navati. Hey, this is your fan, uh, Dr. Navati, and I appreciate all of this talk about uh, lack of passion. And let me tell you, listening to Eberflus, it's uh, axiomatic that the Bears play flat. If you don't have a head coach that has any passion, it doesn't. he doesn't sound like he has any kind of clue what's going on. He's constantly placating the players instead of holding them accountable. Then what do you expect the results should be? So I don't expect them to win any games for the rest of the year, and the Bears fans should expect nothing more than that. So thank you so much. Chicago up, Bears down. No passion from the head coach. <laughs> Listen, that like that that really brings it all together. There is no passion here. This team, it's hard to be passionate when you're sitting in the goddamn trenches in the shit and pig shit, right? And that's where this team is right now. And the coach has a lot to do with that. And taking a look at, like, Matt Eberflus and just how he operates on the sidelines, the fact that he's going to be calling the defense, it seems like there's no pride, there's no edge, there's no get up and rah-rah, there is none of that, right? We get gaslit by our head coach after every single loss. That's what he does and what he practices is just saying a bunch of fluff-ass bullshit that really doesn't, doesn't get us anywhere and that's where this team has unfortunately set right now that's where it sits and they got to sit in it and hopefully they can come out of it together and come out of it on a better page I'm trying to stay hopeful but listen I'm over this coaching staff and that's just what it is and yeah, it seems like most of you guys are as well let's go ahead and play this next one this one's from Fred what up hey this is your boy Fred man hey man at this point I don't even believe in these motherfucking uh coaching staff this thing right now man and I call I call this cocksucking ass cut. Cause that's what they playing like right now. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't no way in hell. We just spent all this money in the off season and for us to be four and three right now. You got trash ass, bum ass, mediocre coaches who out there like, like they don't know what the fuck they doing. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's ridiculous. As a Chicago Bear fan, as a Chicago sports team fan, it, it, it's ridiculous seeing how teams just okay with losing. I'm not okay with that shit. I see every other goddamn team around the league having success, but why can't we have that, though? And we got the best fan base in the fucking world. I don't even understand that. Now, I sat there watching Double Hitter game Monday night, and I was looking at the Eagles coordinator and the Bengals coordinator and seeing how they was putting their receivers in the right position to make plays. I don't know why the fuck Luke Gessie's stupid dumbass won't do the same shit. Like, move DJ around, 
Put them in position to make plays and shit. Move them in the slot. Get back to the running game, man. And the defense, at this point, Justin Jones, trash. Phyllis, trash. When I watch them play the Chiefs, Phyllis, you too damn fucking big. So you land some motherfucking line and move your ass down the fucking line like that, man. You supposed to be taking on two blocks, man. That was a waste of a signing. If you ask me, let them young rookies start, man, because at this point, we look like we take it for real, man. And I hate to say it, though, and I feel bad for Justin Fields because we finally get a quarterback that's good and got talent, and all the, all the organization doing is ruining him, man. Now, at this point, the Bears need to stop this drafting quarterback because if he ain't going to bring the right coaches in to develop this man, like, what's the point of y'all drafting quarterbacks? They need to stop getting these mediocre-ass fucking coordinators and shit and get coordinators who got experience and know how to call right plays and put the players in the right position and get the right head coach, man. Hopefully, man, I'd love to see Luke Cassidy and Matt Eberflew get their bomb asses to fuck fire. I'm calling for their job, though, man, because this shit is fucking sad, man. So it is what it is. I mean, I'm like, I don't even want to watch some game because I know the Bears don't fucking lose. And, and, and I hate to say it, but it's a guaranteed fact, even though Denver got 70 put up on their ass, but... They ain't gonna fucking lose, man. I, I, I see it. So ain't no point in me taking the time out of my day to watch the game. I, I'd rather watch the highlights, though. But if they win, I'll be surprised, though, man. But they, they got to get their shit together, man. They been saying this, oh, we almost there, we almost there. They been saying that dry-ass thing motherfucking speak since they been here, man. But let me know what you think, man. Chicago up. No belief in the coaching staff. Agreed. And I don't want to just make this a, a, a pity party on the coaching staff, but I want people to hear that this is how the Bears fans are feeling. This is how Bears Nation is feeling right now about this team, right? And we all see it. Yes, Justin Fields and some of his misses are absolutely a problem. The secondary and their performance has absolutely been a problem. The defensive line's inability to consistently get to the quarterback has absolutely been a problem. The fact that the, the defense isn't getting turnovers is a problem, right? These are all things that are problems with this team. So it's not just all on one thing, but when you don't believe in the coaching staff, the ones that are supposed to create the situation and, and get the most out of these players, that's what that's what is bad, right? And that's where we sit right now. This These players don't believe in this coaching staff. The players don't, the fans don't, and I don't even know if Ryan Poles does. I wish that we can really get a true, honest answer and like uh, look inside Ryan Poles' mind for how he feels about this head coaching staff right now because you went out and got the players that fit the scheme. You went out and got talented players. You spent money on players that do have talent and they've shown that they've had talent in this league. But on this team, for some reason, they all look like shit. And it's not just on the players. You gotta look at the coaching staff as well. You have to. And that is what we're seeing right now with this team. And it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It really is. But all right, let's go ahead and uh, get into the last voicemail for the day. This one's from Book. Yo, 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 Hayes. What's good, man? This book, man. Blessings to you and yours. Man, I got to tell you, I know it's been a rough one, man, since the season started. But, um, you know, um, it's kind of hard to break break old habits, man. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, man, of my team, man. I support them, even though, you know, sometimes they don't deserve the support of the people. But, man, you know, I've just, it's just it's bred into me, man. But one thing I got to say about this game uh, that I dubbed the, uh, the, <laughs> the toilet bowl between the Broncos and the Bears, look, I don't have a problem if they come out they play hard, they, you know, give it all they got, and they lose. I can accept that. I have no problem with that. What I will have a problem with, again, if they come out all downtrodden and looking all lethargic like they don't want to be there, then that's definitely an issue, man, and that's an issue 
with coaching. You know, not only are you supposed to, you know, put your players in position to uh, to win and to, you know, get open and things like that, but you're also supposed to provide that support mentally. You know what I'm saying? You have to have them mentally prepared. And there's been a lot that you can see that's been going on that they haven't been mentally prepared for these games, let alone physically prepared because all these injuries. But we'll see what happens, man. I'm going to still keep my hopes up, man. Still, you know, believe in Justin, man. But he do got some things he got to work on and get together. But other than that, man, again, blessings to you and yours. Chicago up, bear down. And you have a good weekend, man. Shout out to Booker. And that's right. Like, Chicago fans, we respect teams that fight hard, that compete. And one of the reasons why Bears fans are so upset right now isn't just the fact that we're losing. Yes, that plays a part in it, absolutely. But it's also the fact of the matter of this is that not only are they playing hard, are they not playing hard and losing, it's the fact of how defeated this team looks, right? It's one thing to lose. It's another thing to get your ass whooped and not try to stand up for yourself. And that's where this team is right now. They're getting their asses whooped and not standing up for themselves at all. They're being punked. And they're not even being punked by Debo. They're being punked by band kids. That's where this, that's a little bit, that's probably harsh. That's probably, I'm frustrated. That's probably harsh. But this team right now looks like utter trash. And you talk about playing hard, playing hard. Like, I, I wish that I could say that this. And certain players on certain plays, absolutely. But we're seeing less and less of that, right? We're not seeing a team that's, that's getting riled up and wanting to face the adversity. We're seeing a team that comes in, and the moment something doesn't work, they go right back to getting down on themselves. This team is not playing hard. This team does not believe in this coaching staff. This team has, does not have a single shred of edge, and that is why this team is failing right now. Do they discover some edge against the Denver Broncos team that they can win against? Let's hope so. Sometimes all it takes is one. It takes one win to get yourself, your mind right, to build some confidence, and then thus you can go out and try to start building momentum after that. But we need one. We need one. Can we get that one win this week against the Denver Broncos? Can we get it? Because I tell you what, if we can't get that one win and we can win this game and come in and look like a team, I don't care how they win at this point. Can they play well enough and make the right plays to win the game? And if they win this game, Got another winnable game against the Washington Commanders coming up. And then you could start trying to build some momentum after a month into the season. But I tell you what, it's up to this team to develop that edge and want it. And right now, from what I've seen from this team, I doubt how much they want it. And that's the part that sucks. They just need one. Can they go out there and get that one win today? Well, not today. On Sunday? Let's hope so, man. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ChicagoBearCentral at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like we like to end every episode on, Shy Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands. 
hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.